Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and you can listen to us on Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. No Mike Greenberg today. You get Amber Wilson and Braden Gall hanging out with you all day. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Braden Gall. You can give me a follow as well, at Amber W Sports. You can also always join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call online call us right there triple eight say espn espn nation is presented by dr pepper it ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold dr pepper the one that fans deserve and brayden it is college football season but we start with the nfl season and unfortunately we've decided to start the show in a place that has no christmas spirit for me because my miami dolphins uh, decided to put a damper on my christmas yesterday Tua tongue of really decided to put a damper on my christmas yesterday as the packers beat the dolphins 26 to 20 Tua collapsed in the second half atrocious 16 of 25 he finished 310 yards passing one touchdown three interceptions back to back to back interceptions when the game was on the line Braden my guy didn't come through for me on Christmas yeah I made the uh, the in-laws very uncomfortable uh while cheering for my Packers so this is why we're mm. working together today of course no I listen Green, Green Bay sort of still on the lifeline right seven and eight they still have an outside chance to win their way in the, the Dolphins are the more interesting story because of those three interceptions. Now, if you go back and watch all three of those interceptions, I think they've been working those in routes the entire season. Those routes are unstoppable. They were largely unstoppable in the game against Green Bay. Huge completions down the field to Tyree Kill and, of course, to Jalen Waddell. At the time of his first interception, Tua was averaging over 15 yards per attempt. So the first three quarters of the game, the offense was working incredibly well. The first one sails on him. It's, it's intended for Tyree Kill in one of those crossing routes. It sails over the top. The second one, it looks like maybe, you know, maybe don't throw a, running, a hot route to a running back. Raheem Mostert never turns around, it looks like. So maybe that one's on Mostert. The last one is on Tua. The last one is the most important one. You're, you're down six. You are driving in the final two minutes of a game to win a game that you have to have, and he just doesn't see a player roll off and drop into coverage and throws it right to, I believe it was Razul Douglas, who, of course, comes up with huge interceptions all the time, apparently. So, I, listen, I'm not super concerned about this Dolphins offense, but the way he finished that game is a huge concern if you're talking about playoff stress. And that is what the Dolphins are going to be facing here in the next couple of weeks, potentially. Yeah, and I mean, Jair Alexander had won his interview after the game was quite hilarious, if you haven't seen it yet, on social media where he's talking about the ball just coming straight to him. And it has, it was ugly, these interceptions. It was so ugly because of where they at, were at at this point in the game as well. If they had clinched, if they would have clinched the playoffs if they had won yesterday. And obviously, from a Dolphins fan perspective, if they had clinched yesterday, you could actually sigh relief, which is something thing we're not accustomed to being able to do with a couple a couple games left in any season. I mean, we're not accustomed to the Dolphins making the postseason, frankly, but certainly not accustomed to them doing it with multiple games left still on the schedule. It would have been a huge boost for the Dolphin fan. And Tua has been so accurate this season, the majority of the season, the conversation, Tua, you know, the most accurate quarterback in the NFL by the numbers uh, through so many weeks for him then to look like he did at the most pivotal time yesterday. It was such 
uh, disappointment for Dolphins fans, especially when you consider, Braden, that Tyreek and Waddle were still out there doing Tyreek and Waddle things, right? Like you mentioned, that offense in the first half, everything yeah. was clicking. Those guys still both finished with over 100 yards receiving in the game. It was going well. It was a high-powered offense. The problem was it was like the Packers figured it out by the fourth quarter, and we've seen that now. We saw that with the 49ers. We saw it with the Chargers. That concerns me a lot as a Dolphins fan that Mike McDaniel, as brilliant as he has looked this season, it's like these defenses are doing their homework. They have enough game film now on McDaniel. First-time head coach, you can understand why nobody had it figured out, even if he's from the Shanahan coaching tree for the first half of the season. Now they've kind of all started to figure it out and figure out how he utilizes Tyreek and Waddle, and that certainly came to bite them yesterday. I think it's almost even within the game, too, because Green Bay clearly didn't have it figured out in the first half and in, and even in the second quarter where they're up 20 to 10, the Dolphins are. Again, Miami 7-2. I'm not, I'm not overly worried yet about Miami because we, we live in a world in the NFL where the underdogs are over 500 if you're gambling. The unders seem to be over 500 if you're gambling. Like, it's been a weird season. Starting quarterbacks are injured everywhere across the league. Hall of Famers are no longer all that Hall of fame in the mm-hmm. NFL, right? Although we did see Aaron Rodgers play well. There's only one possible way to win a football game when you average more than twice as much on each play as the Dolphins did. The Dolphins averaged 8.4 yards per play in that game. The Packers were at 4.9. That is almost twice as many yards per snap for the Dolphins than the Packers. They were clearly the better football team. The only way that you lose that game is, is turnovers. That is the only way it happens. So it, it, what it does is it crystallizes, for me at least, because I actually like this Dolphins team. You, this, is the, this is 2022. Not many teams in the NFL are able to score. This has been a super down year for scoring across the league in the NFL. And they've got pieces that they can get into a shootout with the Chiefs or the Bills or somebody else in the AFC that not a lot of these other teams can, can do. So I still think two is in good shape. I think the Dolphins are in good shape. But, you've, but the, the, it crystallizes the question for what I think is the biggest issue with this team is Tua, the offense, third and seven, fourth quarter, down by four in a playoff game. Can you deliver in that moment with the stress that is on top of you? Now, he did it in college. He come off the bench and he did it in college. Can he do it in the NFL? We just haven't seen it yet. Well, we, I mean, we've seen him have game-winning drives in the NFL, but not when the stakes were so high. And yesterday it felt like one of those games. It feels yep. like that with every game at this point in the season where the stakes are so high. And he was the reason at the end that the Dolphins couldn't get it done. I mean, the Dolphins were the better team yesterday, or presumably so. They were down. I mean, it was 20 to 10 in the second quarter. They were dominating in the first half. And then the Packers reel off 16 straight points, thanks in large part to those three interceptions. Mike McDaniel, he is the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Here is McDaniel on Tua after the game. But it wasn't just that. There were some pass-exclusive situations we kind of put ourselves in uh, to, that really took us out of you know, some of our run-plan run situations that uh, you know, we, we play our best ball when we're able to you know, keep the defense on their toes and in both phases. And you know, when having those mishaps and then you know, the, the defense gets paid too, they, they, uh, they were uh, you know, kind of compressing us in the second half. And, I think those compounding variables really, really hurt the team's chances of winning the football game. I I feel like McDaniel there 
is doing the right thing or he's trying to take the pressure off of Tua, right? Where he's saying, well, it's not just that. But the reality is, Braden, it what? Like, if he had not thrown three straight picks <laughs> on the final three possessions of the game for the Dolphins, then the Dolphins win that game. I mean, it, it was two, it was the interceptions. It was. Yeah. Well, Green, Green Bay, two of 14 on third down. So the defense did its job getting Green Bay into fourth down situations. Now, this, this is the other way I would spin it if I'm a Dolphins fan. Here, I'll try, I'll try, to, make, I'll try to make your day a little better here, Amber, okay? It's, Please. It, it, it is, th- they, again, twice as many yards per play, so offensively twice as good as Green Bay. You held Aaron Rodgers to a, a really low efficiency rate, 2 of 14 on defense. Your, def- your third down defense was extraordinary. The Packers had to go for it. On five fourth downs, they had to get it three times, and they needed four turnovers, including three interceptions in the fourth quarter, to even have a chance to win the game. So, let, like, I think you can also step back and say, two has also thrown before this game. He had only thrown an interception one time in eight games. Mm-hmm. He's only he's only thrown interceptions in four games the entire season. You rattled. You already mentioned how efficient he is. One of the most efficient quarterbacks these season in this season. They're zero and two when he doesn't play. Like, I, I still I, I still have a lot of confidence in the way this team has been built and constructed. But like so many other teams in the NFL, because we have this new wave of, of quarterbacks and coaches, right? The Chargers are in this boat. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are in this boat. You've got to go into the playoffs and you've got to prove it. And until you prove it to us as, as like a sports nation, sometimes we just don't buy in. It's like we all love Joe Burrow last year, but nobody was buying the Bengals going on a Super Bowl run. And lo and behold, they figured it out and they ended up in the Super Bowl. So, you just kind of have to show us, and, and Miami has not shown us. McDaniel has not shown us. Tua has not shown us yet. They just haven't proven it. Whereas you look at guys like Aaron Rodgers and you go, okay, well, even though they've crumbled in the NFC Championship game like four times, he actually has won a Super Bowl, and we've seen him get to this point before. We need to see what Miami looks like when they're under all this pressure. And that, that is the number one question for this team, in my opinion, is because I like the pieces. The offensive pieces are really nice. Again, they were great on third down defense. They got some really nice pieces in that front seven. I, <laughs> you just got to show up when the pressure is at its greatest, and uh, that we just don't know until the till the lights are on in the divisional round or the AF, or the AFC Championship game. Yeah, the pieces have to come together when it matters most. And I've been impressed with this coaching staff this season. You're right. There's a lot of positive throughout this whole season for the Dolphins. They've been incredibly streaky, though, as well, which is strange. They start dropping games, and then they're dropping game after game after game. And that's going to be yeah. kind of the story of the season. They've done the same thing with winning, where they win a game, and then it's winning, winning, winning. And so it's been a very streaky team this season. It's been hard to evaluate from that perspective. I think, though, the comparison there to the Bengals, when you're talking about buying in, none of us were buying in on the Bengals last season as we we head into the postseason as a true Super Bowl contender as a team. We had already all bought in on Joe Burrow, though, and that hasn't happened yet with Tua. And yesterday doesn't help that conversation, even though the numbers throughout the rest of the season should support us buying into Tua, at least in this system. There's some hesitation there. And given it's been a strange couple years before that for Tua Tungavaloa, different coaching staff, but with this Dolphins team always flirting with the next possibility, whether it was Brady or Deshaun Watson or <laughs> benching him for Ryan Fitzgerald. Patrick, it's been a strange run for so Tua you, up to this point. Why is it then that Joe Burrow, who, again, I think the Bengals had two losing records, right, or, or mm-hmm. a losing record before they finally end up figuring out how to get to 10 wins, why is it that, that we had bought in on Burrow? Tua had won a national championship. Tua had played mm-hmm. at a premier institution. Tua had put up record numbers in college. Tua was highly drafted. Like Tua now is doing all the same things that Joe Burrow did just two years ago. So what, what is it just because the did the Dolphins do this to themselves? With all the doubt, with all the Deshaun Watson stuff, with all the, like you talked about, all the quarterback, is it just them 
and, and some changing of it, code? Like, wh- some wh- of why it is that. it that we some haven't of bought it, in? Some of it was, I think, bad on Ryan Flores, frankly, and his coaching staff when he was with the Dolphins because they did continue to flirt beyond Tua, right? They're flirting with all these other ideas at that position, and so how can your fan base believe in your quarterback? Now, there are ardent Tua supporters. Don't get me wrong. Sorry, Tua, and I'm not discounting your support (laughs) for our guy by any means, but... It, it, on on the whole, I think that there's been a lot of questions. And I saw it yesterday. I mean, Dolphins Twitter. I can't tell you how many people were tweeting out that I follow Tua Ain't It. Coming off of yesterday's game, even though we have seen him be it for the majority of the season, at least in the McDaniel offense. But I think when it comes to the Joe Burrows of the world, we look at that quarterback and we say that guy could do it in any offense. And there's not that same level of confidence in Tua. He doesn't need to do it in any offense, though. He just needs to do it in this offense with Mike McDaniel. He was not able to do it yesterday. Again, the Dolphins failed to clinch yesterday. They lose to the Green Bay Packers 26-20. to Green Bay still alive. Barely, but still alive. They could still make a postseason. The Dolphins could also still make a postseason. They have the Patriots and the Jets coming up. They've got to win one of those. Uh, coming up here on Greeny, do we feel better or worse about the Eagles after they suffered a loss, but without Jalen Hurts to the Cowboys? We'll get into that game. That is after Braden tells you about FanDuel. NFL Wild Card Weekend is almost here, and the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150. It's in all caps, guys. $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props, so don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150. Am I making myself clear here? $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with the promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel Offer, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Amber Wilson and Brayden Golfland in for Mike Greenberg here on Greeny. We were just talking about the collapse that was my Miami Dolphins yesterday on Christmas. A dark Christmas for Dolphins fans. Uh, a much better <laughs> Christmas for Packers fans, though, Brayden, because we didn't even get to the Packers side of this conversation. So I did want the opportunity here to talk about this team for a few minutes. The Packers are still alive. They are the 10th seed in the NFC, still very much alive in the playoff race because of that win over the Dolphins. They're currently one game behind the Commanders for the final playoff spot. If the Packers win out and the Commanders lose just one, once, then Green Bay will earn a postseason berth. Now the Packers have the Vikings and the Lions coming up. So it's certainly not a give me even from the perspective of them winning out. And then obviously they need a little help there from the commanders. But I think everyone's surprised that the Packers are even in a position where they could make the postseason, considering certainly how the first half of this season has gone for this Green Bay team. They've gotten it together as of late, maybe a little bit too little, too late, but they've looked much better as of late. Obviously, we know what that defense did yesterday with those three interceptions against the Dolphins. Aaron Rodgers was good yesterday as well. 24-38, 238 yards passing, one touchdown. He did throw an interception yesterday early in the game. He was frustrated there, but certainly things were clicking for him in that second half. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating game because, again, I think everything, if you watch the entire thing and you study the box score, like the Miami Dolphins were the better football team kind of across the board. Rodgers wasn't particularly efficient down the field. But you're starting to see the things that you, if you're a Packers fan, the things that you want to start to see. The offensive line's playing a little bit better. You're starting to see the receiving core mature. You've got rookie two rookies in Dobbs and Watson who are starting to develop a little bit. Alan Lazard is there. The running game is still there with Dylan and Jones. You're starting to get a little healthier on defense. Devondre Campbell, an all-pro linebacker who's been missing a lot of time this year. He's back, and he makes a big play for them in the fourth quarter yesterday. So while it seems like a long shot, and obviously they also needed a ton of help around them this weekend when you have the Giants, the Commanders, the Seahawks, and the Lions all lose, like that's as good a Christmas gift as any Packers fan could have expected, and then to figure out a way to create turnovers. Again, I when Tua got the ball back on the final drive, I thought there's no chance that they're not going to go down the field and score this touchdown, and lo and behold, the Packers make a play. So it's one of those weird things in the NFL where they have no business being in this situation. They, they were a young team on offense around Rodgers. They have matured quickly. They were unhealthy on defense. Now they're getting healthy. I, I, I do love saying a half game back of the playoffs. I just think that's a fun baseball thing to say in the NFL, like which is weird because they're a half game back, right, mm-hmm. of the commanders with the tie. I, they can absolutely win two games and get in, and that's it. It's As you mentioned, it's not easy, uh, Vikings and Lions. But if you win two games, you get in. Here's the question. How concerned would you be 
if you were having to play a Packers team that has won five straight games with Aaron Rodgers settling into an offense with new pieces that are kind of becoming playmakers, that's the real question is, let's say they get in. It is classic get-hot-at-the-right-time NFL type of story, and if you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback at your at running your offense, th- that could be a scary situation. I guess they'd probably play, what, Minnesota probably mm-hmm. on the road? Two times in three weeks. I, I don't know. How concerned would you be if you saw a five straight win Packers team coming into the postseason with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, and I think you'd always be concerned when you see Aaron Rodgers, even considering his postseason record and what's been made of that. We're still talking about a Hall of Famer. We're still talking about, you know, the back to back reigning MVP. We're still talking about Aaron Rodgers. And so you would never count him out in that situation. I do think it's interesting what happens here with the conversation around Rodgers because it was so ugly so much of this season, right? And, and with with all of these guys, you mentioned it off the top of the show, where these Hall of Famers, these future Hall of Famers, there's certainly been a regression here with several of these guys, the Tom Brady's, the Russell Wilson's of the world, the quarterbacks that you and I have been talking about for the last decade plus, all of a sudden, not necessarily in that conversation in the way that they used to be. Aaron Rodgers is part of that or was part of that. But now with the young pieces finally clicking and uh, you could a question whether Aaron should have been there for OTAs and maybe this would have started <laughs> clicking faster and all that kind of stuff. So oh, maybe he missed we can throws. kind of question. He missed some throws. And too, he, yeah. But he did miss some throws. But with those young pieces kind of coming together, like you mentioned, Christian Watson, eight targets yesterday, six receptions, 49 yards. He did have a 20-yard reception. Romeo Dobbs, uh, six targets yesterday, three receptions, 36 yards. I mean, those guys are, you know, starting to build some chemistry there with Aaron. It's still not knocking anybody's socks off, right? right? But it has been working and things are clicking more with that offense. You still see those moments of frustration from Aaron Rodgers, but overall, you saw how happy he was after that win with the Dolphins. Like overall, he knows that it's starting to come yep. together yep. at the right time. And so I do wonder what that does to the conversation because I have no doubt, because it's Aaron Rodgers, Braden, that we're going to spend the offseason talking about whether Aaron Rodgers even wants to be back with Green Bay or whether he even <laughs> wants to play Please. football anymore because that's the Aaron Rodgers game. So he's going to have us talk about it all offseason long. He'll be cryptic. He'll probably go do some other things and make us question whether he's even coming back to the game. And then lo and behold, he'll probably come back to the game. But I do feel like that conversation's eased a little bit for Packers fans. <laughs> after what the they've done right now. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I, I, but what they've done here down the stretch, like I feel like sure. this conversation, if they don't, didn't make a postseason and they still may not make the postseason, but the conversation would have been much uglier five, six weeks ago than it is right now coming off of this yeah. streak. Yeah, no, no question. You just you're making like it's all it's all like postseason PTSD for Packers fans. Like, driving oh, I'm off sure the road. you guys like, have been through is it. He coming through back? It is it. he coming back? Oh my god! What's so funny is so I, I covered the Titans Packers game on Thursday night about six, six six weeks ago or so. I'm not sure exactly. And the, the the Titans physically dominated that game. It was cold, beautiful night in the Lambeau Field, and the Titans were by far the better team in every possible way. Like in every conceivable way you could define a football team, the Titans were the better team. They won that game. They ended up they were seven and three. The Packers, I believe, fell to fell to four and eight. Since then, <laughs> it's been two completely opposite trajectories from that game. And it is almost mind boggling that I can't to, to now look at what the Packers are doing, to look at the Titans are a whole other story altogether. But to look at what the Packers are doing after leaving that stadium, people in my family were asking if we could watch Jordan Love. Like is it time to watch Jordan Love? I want to see Jordan Love. I want to see him in the fourth quarter. I want to see him play football. We want to find out about what we've got in Jordan Love. Jordan Love, Jordan Love. And like 
And sure enough, Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does, which is when it when it's the most difficult time, he tends to rise to the occasion. Unless, of course, they're playing the 49ers in the playoffs. <laughs> that's a different right, story exactly. altogether. <laughs> or, or, or they're in a championship game. So there's that as well. Uh, right. So that is a story right now for the Green Bay Packers. Again, they are still alive. They could still make a postseason. They need a little help from their friends in Washington, D.C. Uh, but lots of other storylines coming out of the NFL from Saturday and Sunday. Let's get into some stocking stuffers, if you will. Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. I mean, certainly we know about Justin Jefferson. Yesterday, 12 catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. He broke Randy Moss's single-season franchise receiving record. Here's what it sounded like on KFAN. Cousins, shotgun, empty backfield, Giants rush four. Kirk, protected sweetly, fires to J.J. Touchdown, Vikings! Justin Jefferson extends the lead to 23-16. He's J.J. I mean, what can you even say about Justin Jefferson at this point? Uh, that game was Saturday. I misspoke saying yesterday too used to football on Sundays here. Vikings beat the Giants 27-24. to This Vikings team, they just keep winning, Brayden. I, I've had a hard time buying into this team. I think a lot of us have. They just keep on winning. Well, it's the same thing. Like, do we trust Kirk Cousins on third and eight in the fourth quarter right. d- trailing in a playoff game? It's all the same thing. J- Justin Jefferson is doing extraordinary things. I, that's like the, the understatement of the century. He is about 200 yards away from the single-season NFL receiving record. He needs, like, I think 246, I think, to get to 2,000. No one's ever gotten to 2,000 in NFL history. When you are passing people like Calvin Johnson – and Randy Moss, and doing things that no other receiver in three years has ever done in their first three years, I mean, it's hard to argue he's not the best player at his position on the planet right now. Extraordinary stuff. The only thing more extraordinary than Justin Jefferson? The Vikings being 11-0 and in one-score mm. games this year. That's true. I mean, <laughs> that insanity. is it's, it, That is true insanity, and we see it again on Saturday. The Vikings now move a game behind the Eagles for that number one seed with their win and with Philly losing as well. We are going to get into uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles in just moments. Minnesota needs to win out. Philly needs to lose out to get home field advantage since the Eagles do hold that head-to-head tiebreaker. The Vikings have the Packers and the Bears remaining on their schedule. Let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals who beat the Patriots 22-18 to over the weekend. T. Higgins, eight catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown for the Bengals. Here's what it sounded like right here on ESPN Radio. Second down and five just inside the 10. Burrow out of the gun, looking to his left the whole way, throws, it's caught, down at the goal line, and into the end zone for a touchdown. T. Higgins on the receiving end of a Joe Burrow touchdown pass, and what an opening drive by the Cincinnati Bengals. Burrow, uh, 40 of 52 in that game, 375 yards passing, three touchdowns. He did throw a couple picks in that game, but this Bengals team heating up at the right time, Braden. Yeah, 22 to nothing lead in that game. They give up 18 straight to New England, and New England was in that game late to try to win it. The running game for Cincinnati, I'd like to see a little bit more balance, but it's hard to argue with Joe Burrow and that receiving core and all those weapons when they're fully healthy, how dangerous that team can be. We saw it last year, and of course, They've only capitalized and continue to build this year. The only thing I would add, like, again, Lyle Collins now, it looks like he's out for the year mm-hmm. with the knee injury. That's a big issue for that offensive line, a team, a place that they invested heavily in the offseason. 
a little bit more consistency from the running game, and you can start to see how Cincinnati might be on that same plateau as the Chiefs and the Bills. I mean, a story as old as time, right? Uh, the problems there potentially with that O-line, that doesn't make yeah. me count them out because – no. Goodness, there was problems with that O-line last season, including in the postseason. Yesterday, bro, was sacked a couple times, pressured six times. Not a terrible performance from that O-line. Those concerns, though, are real moving forward. It just certainly doesn't take it away from me because of what I saw the Bengals do last season. The Bengals hold on to their AFC North lead with that win over the Pats. They're the number three seed in the conference. They need a win over Buffalo to have a shot at home field advantage. They have the Bills and the Ravens coming up for that Bengals team but you mentioned it healthy at the right time feels similar to last season clicking at the right time we'll see what that means for that Bengals team as we head into the postseason all right I mentioned it the Cowboys (laughs) and the Eagles this was the big game although lost a little of its luster here because of course no Jalen Hurts For the Eagles in that game, CeeDee Lamb, he was playing for the Cowboys. 10 catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Here's what it sounded like on 105.3 The Fan. Snap to Prescott, looking right, looking middle. Throwing right, touchdown CeeDee Lamb. Wide open, CeeDee Lamb. Beat Bradbury, two today for Lamb. The Cowboys beat the Eagles 40-34. to Dak in this game was 27 of 35, 347 yards passing, three touchdowns through one interception. Gardner Minshew was under center for this Eagles team, 24 of 40. Had 355 yards passing, couple touchdowns passing, couple interceptions, got one as well with his legs. So the question is, do you think the Eagles would have won that game had it been Jalen Hurts under center, or do you feel like Gardner did what he could, and the Cowboys were just that much better. <laughs> Both things feel like they're kind of true. Like, Gardner Minshew <laughs> played fair. as well as he could probably possibly play in that situation. Uh, and we can get into all the details and the minutiae of all this, right? Like the Cowboys pass rush, questions about maybe where that part of that defense has gone the last couple of weeks. They Do they do they gear up to stop the run? And Gardner Minshew doesn't bring the same elements, of course, because Jalen Hurts' power rushing attack is part of the reason that this Eagles team is where they are this season. So we can kind of get into all the details of this game. But if Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate, and he's the MVP of this team and is the most valuable player on the Philadelphia Eagles football team, then I do not know how you can take him away from that team. And, and again, two turnovers late in that game gave the Cowboys the opportunity to, to win it. I don't know how it's not just Jalen Hurts doesn't make those mistakes. Jalen Hurts doesn't have an offense in that situation, and Jalen Hurts wins the game. So there's still I still have lots of questions about the Cowboys. Really entertaining football game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dak Prescott was sacked six times. <laughs> Gardner Minshew sacked zero times. That's right. a concern. That's a concern if I'm a Cowboys fan because if that's Hurts back there without any pressure on him, I don't know how they don't win that football game. I mean, I I don't know. I guess I. I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts, but the whole trepidation, I think, when it comes to the MVP conversation with Jalen Hurts is just how good this team is around him, which maybe isn't fair to him because guys who normally win the MVP generally have a pretty good team around them. However, when you have the best O-line in the game and you have all the time in the world and you do have weapons because they did bring in the A.J. Browns of the world to help you, then the question is how good are you individually, I guess, right? And so I wondered where this conversation was going to go after we saw Gardner Minshew 
slot it in there. Now, I think you could argue Gardner Minshew might be the best backup in the league, right? So it's not like they don't have a viable backup there in Philadelphia. But the question was going to be, okay, if he comes in and he looks awful, then all of a sudden that probably makes Jalen look better, right? But if he comes in and he looks pretty solid, considering he's thrown into that situation, which frankly is what happened here, then does that make Jalen kind of almost look not quite as special as we were thinking? You know, like it's this weird thing. It's not fair. It's not really fair to anybody, and it kind of takes it away from, frankly, Minshew as well, what he was able to do out there. No, I think that's a fair question to say, look, if Gardner can do all of this, how much? that's the whole – you took the MVP off the team and you still almost won a game against an 11-win team. How right. valuable really are you? And, I, and I, that, that is a little unfair to Jalen at this situation. I would say, though, that the, the offense, if the offense didn't change so much by going from Hurts to Minshew, then I think that's where maybe I, I, I would buy in more, right? If they were similar players that did similar things and Minshew was able to do the exact same things that Jalen Hurts was able to do, I would probably say, okay, okay that, that makes some sense. I'll, I'll track on that. But I also think it's some of the Cowboys' issues, too, right? Again, they, they could not pressure the quarterback. Where has the pass rush gone for the Dallas Cowboys? They also needed two turnovers late. I, I just think you could you could say it's just as much a Cowboys thing as much as it is if Hurts is out there. I just think the way that that offense has been designed around his power-rushing ability, Jalen Hurts specifically, mm-hmm. and you look at them go 87 yards rushing, three yards a carry, like they just can't do the same things in that offense that hurts the you know the guy who can like squat a thousand pounds like you've got <laughs> right. you got to be able to give that that skill set credit where just very few honestly very few quarterbacks ever Lamar Jackson is not a power rushing quarterback like there there's very Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are the two guys that do something different at that position than probably anybody else does it mean that Hurts is capable of winning games with his arm in the fourth quarter again same question Fourth quarter, bad weather, you've got to throw on third and eight. Can you deliver? We just haven't seen it yet, so we, it doesn't mean he can't do it. But the thing we know he can do is he can he, he can manage a very creative power-rushing attack from the quarterback position, which is something that very few teams in the NFL have. So I, I would yeah. say... Hertz is out there, they win that game. And something that obviously Gardner Minshew cannot do. That made me even more impressed, frankly, with how good the Eagles still looked because it's a very different quarterback there under center. But Hertz this season, 13 rushing touchdowns. That's first leading all quarterbacks this season, almost 800 yards rushing. That's third uh, for quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, the Eagles still control their own destiny for that number one seed in the NFC. They need to win they need a win in their final two against the Saints and the Giants the Cowboys kept their slim NFC hopes alive with that win over the Eagles Dallas needs to win out Philadelphia needs to lose out in order for Dallas to win that division Dallas has the Titans and the Commanders coming up what we have here coming up on Greeny Tom Brady and the Bucks show that they actually might want to win in the lowly (laughs) NFC South I mean barely win but apparently Braden they do want to win. That, after Braden tells us about Vivid Seats. Yes, winning is important in football, and the football playoffs are right around the corner. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live receive a reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased excluding taxes fees and processing costs see vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Greeny, the podcast. 30. One-yard field goal. The kick airborne. My suck-up. Is it good? It's good. It's, 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 it's good! And the Bucks beat the Arizona Cardinals in overtime. Buccaneers beat Arizona in OT. Tom Brady engineers an overtime drive that gets in the range of Ryan Suckup, who just made his fourth field goal of the game. That was Gene Deckeroff on 98 Rock Calling. The Bucks beating the Cardinals 19-16. to It took overtime for Tom Brady to get it done, but he did get it done. Amber Wilson and Braden Gall filling in for Mike Greenberg here on Greeny. Greeny is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can always give us a call. Join the conversation. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. So, Braden, the Bucks now lead the NFC South by one game after that win over Arizona yesterday. They? They, 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 they lead it. They lead. It's shocking that they do, but they do, in fact, lead it at 7-8. and eight. They can wrap up the division next week. All they need is a victory over Carolina. They have the Panthers and the Falcons mm. left on their schedule. Uh, life is good when you play in the NFC South. That's what Tom Brady has learned. Do you actually win the NFC South this year, or do you just not lose it? You don't like, lose it. At, I, yes, yeah, even even though you're below 500. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, I mean, it's unbelievable what's happened here. And I even was saying during the commercial break, like, this is the most Tom Brady thing to me ever. Oh, where, of course, Tom Brady sends 20 years in a trash AFC East, where he absolutely benefits from the fact that everybody else in that division was so horrendous. Now those teams in that division trending the right direction, by the way, don't worry. He slid over to the NFC South. Things are going just according to plan when it comes to the Falcons, the uh, the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. At Amber W Sports on Twitter, Tom Brady, colon, scared of Josh Allen, scared of the Jets, scared That's of the left. AFC East. He left because he was scared. Tom Brady overrated scared and dolphins. scared. That's what I just heard from you. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I am so in favor of a set. I don't know why. Honestly, you just want to watch the world burn maybe, but 7-10 and 10 does Deserves a playoff spot. Okay, a team with ten losses 
I want to see a team with 10 losses make the NFL playoffs. I don't know why. And it's that why. guy out of everyone. It's that <laughs> no. guy. I, well, technically, it if and that then he happens. he goes on to win a Super Bowl because he's Tom Brady. Now, if it's 7-10, and 10, I don't. I think Carolina would technically Oh, that's true, actually, yes, because it. they have. Yeah, you're right. So Carolina also controls its own destiny. They, of course, 6-9 and nine after they destroyed Detroit uh, over the weekend. 321 yards rushing, almost 600 yards. So a team that has a new coach and has had like 11 quarterbacks could potentially win the division with two more wins. The Carolina Panthers, that's right, two more wins, and they will, they play Tampa this week. Of course, they'll play New Orleans in the final week. Tampa will play Carolina and then add Atlanta. Both of them control their own destiny. And again, you know, in theory, it could be a winning record. Tom Brady could be 9-8, and eight, and in theory, they could win. But is that a, as good a story as, as being like 8-9 and nine and a losing record getting into the postseason? I just... I just want to see a team with a losing record. I mean, the and if Saints you're a Cowboys are, fan, you probably agree with that. The Saints are still alive as well, sitting at 6-9. Yeah, right. I mean, it is crazy what is happening in that division. The Falcons, the only team in that division that has been eliminated from the postseason. Everyone else, <laughs> the Bucks, the Panthers, the Saints, they oh. all appear to be pretty terrible. Uh, they're all still alive. I think the belief there, of course, is Tom Brady because he's yeah. Tom Brady. But, man, you see the frustration every single game that you see Tom Brady out there this season. Green is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bundled today at Progressive.com. Coming up next here on Greeny, Amber Wilson and Braden Gall filling in for Mike Greenberg. Two weeks left in the regular season. Who is our Super Bowl favorite, though? Maybe it's Tom. We'll get into it next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.